from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Kennedy Classics. I believe in God the Father Almighty. The words of the Apostles' Creed provide a strong antidote to an increasingly anti-Christian culture. The Apostles' Creed distills for us the essence of the Christian faith that has been held, believed, and loved by the Church for many centuries. From D. James Kennedy Ministries, the book Knowing the Whole Truth, Basic Christianity, and What It Means to You will help you stand strong in your faith in a culture that wants to tear it down. In this classic book from the Deeper Walk series, Dr. Kennedy sheds bright light on the essential Christian truth found in the Apostles' Creed. I believe that it was necessary that we once again declare our faith in the great central and basic tenets of the Christian religion. His compelling stories, personal anecdotes, and stirring testimonies offer solid food for both the mind and the heart. Contact us today to receive your copy of the book, Knowing the Whole Truth, that can only be obtained through D. James Kennedy Ministries. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Suppose I were to make the following statement, all automobiles are alike. How does that strike you? Well, with some of my friends, that statement would provoke immediate argument. They would carefully articulate the many stylistic and engineering distinctions that make cars different. But still, in the most basic sense, all automobiles are alike in that they are a means of land-based human transport powered by some kind of propulsion system. But what if we change the grounds of the discussion from automobiles to religion? What happens when we make the statement that all religions are alike? Sadly, to many people, that statement has the ring of truth in it. These people hold to the notion that despite the manifold distinctions among them, all religions are at base a means to earn the favor of God. And in that basic sense, they see all religions as alike. But people who advance this idea have clearly given the matter very little thought or study. All religions are not the same. In fact, some religions don't even believe in a God at all. Christianity is vastly different from all other world religions because our Savior is alive and because He has earned God's favor on our behalf. In the Apostles' Creed, we confess that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, where he now gloriously rules over all forever. 
Here is Dr. D. James Kennedy with more in his message, The Enthronement of Christ. May we hear the infallible word of the living God. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. And verse 11. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. And may God, by his Holy Spirit, who inspired these words, illumine them to our hearts and minds this day. And may his name ever be praised. Amen. We continue today in our series on the Apostles' Creed with the words, And sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. This is what is known as the session of Jesus Christ. We have considered his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension, and now the session of Christ. This comes from the Latin word sedere, which means to sit, even as the session of our church consists of those elders which sit, who sit to govern the church. So Christ sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Indeed, what does it mean? And sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. You confess it every week. You say, I believe that he sits on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. But what does that signify? What does it imply? Well, today, let's take it apart and look at it and see. I think you will discover that there are tremendous implications involved in this often overlooked phrase, that it is fraught with meaning. It easily divides itself into three parts, sitteth, and secondly, on the right hand, thirdly, of God the Father Almighty. The fact that he sitteth indicates First of all, the completion of his work of atonement, and secondly, the beginning of his work of intercession. His work of atonement has been completed. We read today that every priest standeth daily ministering and offering sacrifices which could never take away sins. But this man, by one sacrifice for sins, sat down on the right hand of God. After offering one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down. It is interesting that in the tabernacle, 
created in the wilderness, and again in the temple of Solomon. There was beautiful furniture to be found in the temple, in the holy place, in the holy of holies. There was a table for showbread. There was the altar of incense. There was the great seven-pronged candelabra. And within the holy of holies, there was the ark of the covenant with the glorious golden-covered cherubim. But nowhere to be found, either in the tabernacle or in the temple, was any chair or bench or pew. Why? Because the work was never done. These priests offered daily, continually ministering, offering sacrifices day after day for sin, sacrifices which must continually be repeated. For it was not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. But this man, having offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down, for it was done. It was finished. It was over. Something that so few people seem to understand is the simple fact that Christianity is not due. It is done. Jesus declared it. It is done. It is paid. It is finished. It is over. To Telestai, it is accomplished, he declared. The atonement for our sins was paid in full. There is nothing that we can offer or add to it. There is nothing that we can contribute as if there was something we had to contribute. On the one hand, there is nothing that we have that we could offer for every day of our life, every page in the book of our lives is stained with sin. And every contribution we make is a detraction. And secondly, there is nothing that is needed, for it is perfect. What can you add to infinity? Christ suffered infinitely upon the cross and paid an infinite price. There is naught that is needed to be added. And if there were, neither you nor I has it to offer. His atoning work was finished, but he sat down to commence his work of intercession. Christ is our great intercessor with God. And that intercession of Christ consists, first of all, in his appearing in the presence of God for us and presenting the memorials of his suffering in our behalf. Even as the Jewish priest on the Day of Atonement entered into the Holy of Holies behind the veil and not without blood, having sacrificed for his own sins and now brought the blood for the sins of the Jewish people for the year. But if he should enter in behind that veil without doing everything precisely as God had commanded, he would have been struck dead instantly. And so the people never knew when he went behind that veil whether he lived or was dead. But they sewed small golden bells all the way around the hem of his robe so that they might hear by the tinkling of the bells that the priest continued his ministrations within the Holy of Holies and that still he lived, that the high priest was safe 
and the sacrifice for their sins was accepted. And so with Christ, he ever liveth to make intercession for us, and because he lives, we who trust in him, we shall live also. Secondly, the intercession of Christ consists in his answering all of the accusations which are made against us by Satan. You recall Satan, who is the accuser of the brethren, even as he appeared before God accusing Job. So he appears accusing us of all manner of sins and all of our iniquities and all of our transgressions are picked up by this malignant spirit and brought and hurled before the throne as accusations against us. Ah, who shall plead our case? Where is the advocate for our defense? Not only does Satan accuse us, but all about us in the world there are unbelievers who claim that we do not live up perfectly to that ideal which we profess and that there are hypocrites in the church and that each one of us who is a believer is also a sinner and those sins are hurled against us. And furthermore, even at times our own conscience condemns us. Ah, who shall plead our case? Thank God there is one who is even at the right hand of God, who is our advocate, who pleads those five bleeding wounds, whose blood ever intercedes on our behalf. And this intercession of Christ consists, thirdly, in his strengthening us against temptation before we have sinned. Do you remember what Christ said to Peter? Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired thee that he might sift thee like wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail thee not. He sits at the right hand. And what does that mean? Of course, it means the place of honor and favor, and also it means not only honor and favor for himself, but also for us. For the scripture says, and he hath raised us up together with him and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That even now, you and I positionally sit in Christ in the heavenly places at the place of honor and favor of God, that we also, even now in Christ, are seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty in the position of honor. That's what it means when we confess that he sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Uh, what great proof this is of our justification, of our non-condemnation. It has been said that the basis of our non-condemnation and justification is that Jesus Christ died for us and that no greater argument could be advanced than that. And ah, what a magnificent argument that is. But there is more, as Paul tells us in Romans 8, not only that he died for us, yea, rather, but that he is risen from the dead. Could any greater argument than that, that his resurrection from the dead proves the fact of the acceptance of his sacrifice and he rose for our justification. But Paul goes on that he is even at the right hand of God the Father.
and even more than that, and also maketh intercession for us. We're told that he sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, of the Almighty One. And this is a guarantee of power and of victory, of power, for he says that all power is given unto him in heaven and in earth, and that he will do his will. He stretcheth forth his hand, and there is none that can stay it, nor say unto him, What doest thou? But he worketh his will among the inhabitants of the earth and the armies of heaven. All power is given unto Jesus Christ. He is the omnipotent one, and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, though it is coming about so slowly that we often do not even see that it is happening. We know that it is taking place, that his kingdom is coming upon the earth. Glorious power and victory, for we're told that he sat down upon the right hand of God expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. Not only has Christ achieved a victory over death and over, over the forces of evil, rather, but he has also achieved a glorious victory over death. That last enemy to be overcome, that chief evil of mankind, death makes the poor rich and the old young and the blind to see. For Jesus hath conquered death, my friends. Oh, that we might praise him as he ought to be praised. For he sitteth in magnificent victory at the right hand of the majesty on high. Let the palms be waved, let the crowns glitter, let the anthems ascend, and they cannot tell the half of it. Let the angelic beings praise, cherubic, seraphic, archangelic, and they cannot describe his glory. Sing on, sing on, O ye host of the glorified. And if your songs cannot express it, if your scepters cannot reach it, then let all of the myriads of the saved through all of the centuries of time join in one great jubilant exultation and exclaim, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He sits on the right hand of the majesty on high. And I saw a multitude approaching the gates of his city. And as they stood before that great gate made of one single pearl, the voice came forth from within saying, What is the password? And a look of puzzlement passed over their face. They said, Password? We know no password, but we have been great upon the earth and we have come to be great in heaven. And a voice rumbled, no thundered, from the very throne of God, and the reverberations went down through the golden streets until they caused the very walls of the city to tremble. Depart from me, I never knew you.
and others came. And when asked the password, they said, we know no password, but we have worked hard and done many good deeds. We have fed the poor and visited the sick. We have endowed the colleges and hospitals. We have come to enter into our reward. And again, the streets of heaven reverberated with a sound, I never knew you. Depart from me. And then there came others who, when asked the password, responded, We have been but wanderers upon the earth who have wandered from God and have been sunk in the depths of the mire of sin. We are unworthy of entrance. We have transgressed the holy law of heaven. We are worthy of death. But then we heard the melodious voice saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And we came to Jesus. And with that word, the bells began to peal, and the great gates swung open, and the voice came saying, Let those wanderers enter into the city of the king, for the time of their glorification has come. Ah, my friends, the password to paradise is Jesus, the one who has paid for it all, the one who intercedes for us daily, the one who has gained the victory, and the one who will take us all the way to paradise. For he sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. May we pray. O oh Christ, how glorious thou art! Would that we could gather up all sweet words and jubilant exclamations and cast them all at thy feet, saying, O oh Jesus, 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 thou glorious conquering King, we bow before thee, we adore thee, we worship thee. We thank thee that having trusted in thy atoning blood, that thou hast gone to prepare a place in paradise for us. And even now, by thy powerful prayers, we are kept and ushered along that way everlasting. In thy name, amen. Friend, do you know the password to heaven? Are you trusting in Jesus alone for entrance into paradise? If not, I would encourage you right now to bow before the living God and pray with me this prayer. Almighty God, Savior of mankind, have mercy on me. I repent of my own efforts to get to heaven and place my trust in Jesus Christ alone for eternal life. Thank you for the free gift of eternity with you and the abundant life that you offer me now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want to help you begin in your new faith. And we have a special gift we'd like to send you. It's the book, Beginning Again. 
In these pages, you'll learn how to read and study the Bible, how to pray, and so much more. It's yours when you write to our address or call our toll-free number and request it by name, beginning again. And may God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy noted, there is nobody in history like Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven given by which we must be saved. The only way into paradise is through Jesus, the one who has paid for it all and intercedes for us daily. But unfortunately, there are many today who are still lost. There are even many self-proclaimed Christians who don't have the full understanding of having a personal relationship with Christ. We have recently published a new vital book in our Deeper Walk series from Dr. Kennedy called Knowing the Whole Truth, Basic Christianity and What It Means to You. How well do you know the essentials of the Christian faith, the faith that has been held in common by all Christians at all times in every place on earth? In this book, discover how the bedrock truths of the Christian faith help you live your life today in a world that is often hostile to your beliefs. Dr. Kennedy unfolds each declaration of the classic Apostles' Creed, shining light on each key Christian truth and what it means to you. We will send you Knowing the Whole Truth as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or go online to djkm.org. Illuminated by compelling stories, personal anecdotes, and stirring testimonies, Knowing the Whole Truth offers solid food for both the mind and the heart from one of the most respected pastors of our age. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $60 or more, we will also include the audiobook version of Knowing the Whole Truth on a six-CD set a powerful companion to Dr. D. James Kennedy's classic book, the audio book of Knowing the Whole Truth, brings the text to life and makes this vital resource available to you as you go about your daily life, listening in the car, at work, or wherever you go. Plus, we will also include a three-pack of our Truth in Action Q&A booklet, Did Jesus Rise from the Dead? Perfect to share with those you want to reach for Christ. That's the book, Knowing the Whole Truth, Basic Christianity and What It Means to You by Dr. D. James Kennedy, plus the six CD audio book and the three pack of the Q&A booklet, Did Jesus Rise from the Dead? As our thanks for your generous donation of just $60 or more. This will help us continue the key work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or go online to djkm.org. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.